Hi everyone, welcome to the Duluth Rundown, a podcast focused on the local Twin Ports running scene. My name is Tony Stensland with Tony Stensland Coaching. And I am Mike Ward with Duluth Timing and Events. All right, quick thank you before we get started to our sponsor of this episode, Austin Jaro, uh, Duluth's original running store. Um, that's the place to get your running shoes. Great advice from all the people that work up there. Um, check out their website, austin-jaro.com. Um, they are also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, drive on up to their location on Central Entrance, um, just on the other side of where the Home Depot is, but on the other side of the road. Uh, or give them a call, 218-722-1185. Thanks so much to Austin Jaro. All right, and welcome everyone to episode number 66 of the Duluth Rundown podcast. Uh, excited to uh, chat and uh, talk a little bit about running here in the Twin Ports. Mike, yes. how are you? Yes, yes, very good, Tony. Very, very good. Excellent. We have a little sunshine today. We're recording this on Sunday, the 12th of November, and uh, it was nice to see the sun a little bit today. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of gloomy and rainy and, and yeah. a little depressing. Trails are closed, you know, and yeah, so any sunshine's well-received, I think. Yeah, we've earned it. We've earned it. Well, should we hop right into our... Uh, our uh, Rundown portion here? Rundown yeah. portion. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's uh, get going right off the bat with some uh, recent race results. Uh, so, recently we had uh, race results from the Wild Duluth Trail races. This was on October 21st and 22nd. Uh, let's start here with the 100K. The 100K winner was from Stacy, Minnesota, Corey Koalas, with 11 hours, 47 minutes. Uh, first place female, April Anselmo from Hudson, Wisconsin. Uh, eighth place overall with a 13.52. In the 50K, uh, 281 finishers. Uh, Daniel Peterson, uh, I believe he won in 2022 as well. He came away with the victory, 4 hours, 15 minutes, 38 seconds, which is really a fast time, especially given the conditions. It was pretty greasy out there, so uh, he held off a local uh, local beast trail runner, Benjamin Cogger, by a uh, almost five full minutes. Uh, the first place female was Gretchen Metza. We've shouted her name out a few times, Tony, huh? Yeah. Uh, she did a 522 uh, on that course. And then the very next day, we had uh, two additional races, the Harder Than Heck Half Marathon. Uh, Alex Heidorn won that, 149.03. And then the first place female, Kristen Monahan, uh, eighth place overall with a 202. And then the fourth and final event of the Wild Duluth weekend, uh, the terribly tough 10K. Uh, Kyle Gilberg uh, won that one out of Decorah, Iowa, uh, 52-13. The first place female was Daniel Lohr, uh, 36 years old, out of Egan. And fifth place overall with a 58-16. So 160 uh, finishers there. And, uh, yeah, a big weekend. Um, Big weekend for Wild Duluth. Uh, yeah, my understanding is pretty uh, muddy trail, pretty wet. It, it was wet. Um, I was a 50k competitor mm -hmm. myself, and uh, it wasn't necessarily like muddy. Okay. And I think that's a testament to the trail building standards Good. Yeah. Uh, of of late. Yeah. I'm a, yes, there were mud spots, but okay. more so it was like slippery, slick, like especially the punch in the boardwalks. Yeah. Were scary. Yeah, I bet. Downright scary. Yeah. 
and a small uh, kind of funny story, I guess, about uh, just the conditions. I was reflecting um, on the previous race, right when the race started, mm -hmm. on how I kind of had like a race altering fall and I never really fell like bad trail running but at the 50 miler I fell and it, it was kind of bad I mean I finished but it like it, it really was a, an issue so at Wild Duluth it's like oh boy if I fell back then I'm definitely gonna fall now you know it's just kind of going through my head a little yeah. bit and then sure enough in Jay Cook like mile three almost the exact same spot of the 50 mile like right away a couple wow. miles in just went down hard wow <laughs> i tripped over a route you know yeah. it wasn't even it was just a, a it wasn't because it was slippery or anything but I, I did like a tumble like a somersault and popped right back up it was like am i good i'm fine <laughs> i'm good but i had like this huge mud streak down my leg i thought it was kind of funny so that's funny wow. anyways uh decent conditions overall okay, but good. i mean slow like sure. th they weren't fast running conditions that's that's for sure so yeah um Yep, moving on, uh, we have results from uh, the Pumpkin Run. The Pumpkin Run is out of Cloquet. It's a, um, a fundraiser, a, you know, a run for all the community at the Fond du Lac um, uh, school out in Cloquet, um, community college. And uh, the champion there was Scott Bailing, 1535. And then the first place female, uh, Amber Repensky. Uh, fifth overall with a 20 minutes 55 seconds uh, moving on to NMTC we had the um, the final race in the NMTC fall trail race series which was I believe last weekend mm -hmm. maybe two weekends ago now two, yeah. um, yep at Hawk Ridge and how we panned out on top uh, starting with the men's results for the entire series uh, Alex Hydorn uh, with the bonus for attending every event and several first place finishes uh, took the win on the guy's side. On the women's side, uh, we had uh, Molly Watkins uh, take the win. Also had the bonus and uh, a lot of high 140s there, meaning you know top five finishes. So uh, nice job, Molly. And then on the non-binary uh, results, we had uh, Sam Fry uh, take take the. Uh, series win on uh, non-binary results so congratulations to everyone especially those who made the uh, bonus there um, next we have uh, results from the north end nightmare so this is put on by our friends at grandma's marathon this was a uh, uh, let's see just uh, October 28th uh, north end as in north end superior Wisconsin and uh, Cooper Luke Lucarelli 14 years old from Hermantown Lucerelli? Now I'm second guessing myself. <laughs> Let's say Cooper L uh, won, won the race at uh, 1907. And then fifth place overall, Melissa Severson from Preston, Minnesota took the win 2101. Uh, Tony, we had 521 finishers in the North End Nightmare this year. So nice. another big, uh, big event uh, for that. Uh, moving on to upcoming races, uh, season's definitely starting to wind down a bit, but we still have a handful of races, mainly 5Ks, uh, if you want to get out, use up some of that uh, late season fitness here. Uh, coming up next, and maybe most notably, is a large local race called the Gobble Gallop. This is on Thanksgiving Day, so if you were around in Duluth on Thursday, November 23rd, uh, check it out. Uh, right down by the Duluth Running Company is where it starts. A uh, really easy race to get to and, and super fun event with uh, typically about 2,000 competitors. 
Uh, there's also a one mile race and um, a kids kids run as well. So. Uh, moving on, we do have the Jingle Bell Run. Uh, in years past, and I believe from what I can tell online, this is uh, still a um, arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the arthritis foundation. Yeah, arthritis foundation fundraiser. Yep. So it looks like we do have dates set for uh, Saturday, um, December second of okay. this year. So not a ton online, but it does appear that there is a online registration, and uh, this has been a um, uh, ongoing uh, annual race here in Duluth for a long, long time, so it's for a good cause as well. Go check it out. Uh, then we also have coming up a, another fun uh, winter Christmas-themed 5K, the Wild Santa Run. This is a 5K. It's put on by Wild State Cider, and this is slated for Saturday, December 9th of 2023. Finally, we have uh, a handful of races coming up uh, for to be exact, for the um, winter Duluth Winter Trail Running Series. So Andy and Kim Holak, who also put on a race we just talked about, Wild Duluth, super fun uh, winter tr- uh, trail running series. Uh, really, this keeps the, the race season alive uh, for our upcoming race results segment of our podcast here. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, even, even just for the local runners, too, just to kind of stand. It's like almost winter version of NMTC, sort of, in a way. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think of it like that. <laughs> Um, the first event coming up is on December 2nd, so uh, just a couple weeks from now. That's the mm-hmm. Chester Rim 5K. Uh, registration for that race and the entire uh, series uh, can be found at DuluthWinterTrailSeries.com. And then finally, we have some fun races coming up. Maybe not uh, for participation for uh, you and me, Tony, or people of the same age demographic, but the uh, Young Athletes Foundation, which is a grandma's marathon program, uh, they put on the Saturday morning at the races. I know you know a lot more about this than even probably on the internet or what what I know. So do you want to talk a little bit about what this is about? Well, yeah, these are just, you know, free kids races, um, one at UMD, one at Scholastica, one at UWS. Um, they're indoors, all on their indoor tracks at the respective colleges. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they're free. And they're for kids, but um, there's always adults there, obviously, with parent, parents kind of cheering their kids on, or sometimes even participating, depending on the age of the of the kids. Mm-hmm. But um, they're super fun. And in addition to that, for everybody listening, if you're you don't have kids or you're not gonna, these aren't gonna be something that you would attend. Um, volunteers are always needed too, and we could always awesome. use um, some volunteers at those things. Um, is always helpful so that they'll set up, you know, like the big. Um, inflatable archway mm-hmm. is set up um there are refreshments there's uh, little banners sponsorship banners to hang and just little simple things like that um that and we always need people to uh assist with that oh and watch the track just make sure you're yeah. crossing the track whilst the races are going on so um but they are so fun it's just a great way to spend a couple of hours in the later morning on a weekend on, on your Saturdays and just have a good time with those races. They're a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, we'll shout out the actual dates uh, as they get near because they're all in January. So we yeah. have another podcast yep. before then. So, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can uh, just search, uh, you know, Saturdays at the races or uh, on the grandma's marathon website, the um, young athletes foundation. Yep website as well yaf as in young athletes foundation dot grandma's marathon dot com is everything you need to know and also real quick to um 
while you're there, consider even making a donation to the YAF. Um, you know, a lot of the, those of you who are signing up for grandmas or have signed up for grandmas, there's obviously a little box where you can check there to donate certain mm-hmm. certain amounts. But you can donate at any time and just straight on the website yeah. as well. And it's always helpful. It's a a, a pretty amazing charity or not, a pretty amazing group that uh, so helps support young athletes through the five county area. Not just runner in running ways, but we we help support so many things for youth youth sports and activities horse riding and you know boxing and i mean there's yeah. just a, anything athletic that you can think of yf helps support and yeah and so it's donations are always welcomed yeah absolutely an investment that's an investment in the health and and mental health physical health of course uh, of you know the next generation so absolutely yep all right, moving on, Tony. What do we got? Trail report. Where are we at with the trails? What do you think? They are closed for business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the season, the way it's going right now, too, I, I just don't see them being open for quite some time because the ground isn't freezing up. Right. And so it kind of freezes a touch at night, but then it thaws out in the morning, and so they just get muddy. Yep, yeah. yep. And, you know, it's been a couple seasons now that the city of Duluth has... Um, uh, instigated the is the wrong term what am i trying to say um yeah yeah or or rolled out this program of of a blanket closure on all natural surface trails in the city in the kind of the shoulder seasons you know late fall early spring mid spring whatever and you know at first i was maybe a little skeptical like how how can they just put this blanket statement out there when maybe one trail that's a little more durable you know, it's technically closed mm-hmm. and, you know, want to be a rule follower with this sort of thing. Right. But then, you know, the vulnerable trails, you know, maybe those are even being opened up too early or like the vulnerable trails that are more muddy. Um, and we can't even go on like, you know, the, the limestone trail, you know, but overall all this ranting to say, I think it's been a, uh, ultimately a good thing from a communications and like informing trail users, standpoint yeah i think the education is getting out there now over the years um people are under understanding the why yeah and um, yeah yeah it's, it's a good thing yeah so uh wait to hear back more uh typically once we have you know snow on the ground they're able to get out you know pack with snowshoes or sleds or even mm-hmm. you know on the mountain bike trails uh with with groomers then we're in full full swing season um until then uh, all roads, right? Yep, pretty much. All right, moving gravel, on. Gravel roads. And gravel, yeah, yeah, gravel roads, yeah. Uh, moving on, let's uh, talk about Coach's Corner. Uh, Tony, what do you got for our listeners this week? Yeah, so this is just a, a now that we're into the season of kind of the downtime season, even if maybe you're doing some of the winter trail um, series or gobble gallop or whatever, but for the most part, most people are kind of chilling right now. Um, this is a good time to practice kind of running by feel and effort and not necessarily be dictated by numbers. And I preach that 12 months of the year anyway, because that's to me the best way to run. That's one, that's how you race. You typically aren't super focused on numbers. You might check every kilometer or every mile what your pace is, but you're, you're just using that to correlate with how you feel in mm-hmm. the race anyway and it's, everything's all on feel and effort in race time so right. you may as well perfect that in your training and now is a really good time to do that so 
you can measure each individual run, I think, in, in basically three different ways. Feel, effort, and then numbers. And numbers is either going to be pace or heart rate. Most people go by pace, but some people run strictly by heart rate yeah. when it comes to numbers. All of them have their benefits, and I'm, you, you, you want to learn all of that. But I believe that um, you want to take the numbers and correlate that with how things felt and what your effort was like. And feel and effort are pretty similar but they're not quite the same yeah and that was what i wanted to talk about right away even just describing effort and feel yeah that to me that's essentially the same thing so how would you i see them as slightly different and sometimes you can be moving actually pretty well but you don't feel that great Hmm. and so let's just say you're going to maybe journal in your training log about that run you might say, I didn't feel great, but I ran well, or something like that. Hmm. I think everyone's had that experience yeah, where yeah. they've written that down in their training log. Yeah. And that's kind of what, what I'm talking about there. So an effort might be something that you would shoot for. So I want half oh. marathon effort. Okay. I would encourage that over half marathon pace. Mm-hmm. Because let's say you're, you want to do a little time trial and i don't know it's 15k time trial you want half marathon let's just say your half marathon race pace is sevens so you put in there i want my my goal for this is seven minutes Mm -hmm. okay well i would go by half marathon effort because what happens if you're not feeling great on that day and 705 710 is the best you can average is that a failure on that run no, because you put in the half marathon effort, mm. even though the pace wasn't what you thought it would be. And the pace wasn't what you thought it would be because you didn't feel great that day, mm-hmm. but your effort was right. And so therefore, your, your workout was a success. Because remember, the body doesn't know numbers, it knows stress. Right. So it knows feel and it knows effort. The brain knows numbers. Right. And you're... You're kind of training both, of course, at any given time, but you're really more training the body. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, that that's the way I see it. Feel and effort. Yeah. Prioritize, prioritize those all the time, but definitely now more so than pace. Yeah. In fact, if anything, your paces will probably drop here in the wintertime. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully under, everybody understands that that's okay. Yeah. 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 Well, and you said all the time, and you're you're saying this in the context, if I'm understanding you right, of throughout the year, throughout training cycles, right? Yeah, yeah, more big picture. Big picture. Of course, there are certain days when obviously you're trying to hit a certain yeah, trying to hit a certain number. But again, as we all know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Right. You just right. aren't performing super well. Yeah. If you prioritize numbers too much, I think it's too easy then to think that you did something wrong or hmm. the workout was bad, and it isn't. It's, right. it's not. As long right. as you got out there and put in the effort, <laughs> right. it's right. You did it right. Right, right. So to me, that's the beauty of the, I talk about this a lot, but the fartlek workout is right. the best workout of all time yeah, yeah. because it's an effort, effort-based or feel-based workout. It's not... The numbers. It's not numbers. Out the window. It's, it's not... I'm going to do a fart lick where I run hard for three minutes and I recover for three minutes. That's not a fart lick. Yeah. It's an interval workout, but it's not a fart lick. Yeah. Yeah. A fart lick is all intuitive and impromptu. Yeah. And it's all feel. Yeah. And it's more play and not 
prescribed. It's not programmed. Right. All right. So let me ask you this in terms of kind of a, a lot of what you're talking about is like developing, developing that, that field, developing yeah. the, yep. um, uh, the effort, you know, and, and being more, like conscious of it. So for me, you know, to talk about seasonality, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not doing speed work. I'm not even focusing really on anything. I'm just jogging for right. mental health and stuff like that. So yeah. on these kind of like easy runs or like maintenance runs, uh, what are some tangible ways that I can, I guess, develop effort versus feel versus Well, what you, know, you can numbers? do is you can correlate the numbers to how you feel hmm. um, and what the effort was, particularly after the run. Okay. Don't even look at your watch during the run. Just go yep. and just let the body do what the body's doing on that day mm. and then after the run go ahead and look at the numbers pace and or mm. um, heart rate and then correlate that yeah well, okay well how did i feel and that's where i think like writing down a training log in a notebook like literally yeah. taking the time to journal yep and putting all that information in is so much more beneficial than simply using your garmin app or your strava as your quote-unquote log you're right because yes it records all of your miles and uh-huh. it's going to record times and all that jazz but unless you take the time to type it all in there and i yeah. don't i think most people probably don't you're right on strava or their garmin app unless you take yeah. the time to put down some of that i guess unmeasurable Feely. information yeah you're not getting the full benefit of the knowledge that you can get on each individual run and yeah. again yeah. going back to like racing mm-hmm that's what racing is it's mm-hmm. intuitive it's instinctual right it's on how you were feeling on that day and not you're not staring at your watch constantly constantly yeah. every 400 meters and making sure you're on pace <laughs> still on pace yeah well, if you are you're racing poorly yeah you yeah know, yeah nobody's doing like, doing that yeah so yeah you just check it on a certain well that's parts. such an interesting um kind of thought as well because w- what i'm thinking of is how my my assessment i guess of my effort or my feel Mm -hmm. is i would say in some situations drastically altered by the numbers yes and so even like typing in you know how did the run go like directly into strava or directly into garmin and on garmin app there's Mm -hmm. a spot how did you feel or or how did it go right right? yeah but that's after i've now seen all the stats the numbers Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing and so i mean there's been so many times where i i I download the data like i thought that run, run felt good and then i see the average pace and like my heart rate like oh it actually went bad. I was feeling kind of crappy. You know, like it changes my perception. That's of, interesting that you say that. Because if you felt good, then you felt good. And even if the numbers tell you that you shouldn't have felt good, yeah. you felt good. I, I ignore those numbers <coughs> in that. I have a mm-hmm. Koros and not a Garmin, but it's the same thing. Same, the same thing, yeah. All, the, all that stuff. And it'll tell you like, oh, were you training too hard? And how are you feeling now? What's yeah. your fatigue level? And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, sometimes it tells me that I'm overly fatigued and I feel 100% fine. I've been right. doing I've been running long enough to know when I'm actually okay. <laughs> yeah, right. And so that's why with those things I just yeah. I really you got to just take it all that with a grain of salt because right. it doesn't really know you. I don't care how good the algorithm is and how well it can figure out you out over time it still doesn't know yeah it can't really record feel you can't right it, no it way. can just record numbers and sort of make a little bit of a guess off of those numbers yeah. like heart rate and pace yeah. and the hill it's gonna the hilly router a flatter right. all that stuff temperature maybe probably gets put yeah. in, into that algorithm as too but 
it still doesn't tell you how you feel. Right. And right. that's way more important. I, I say yeah. it all the time. Like your brain is a way better computer than your watch. Yeah. So. I mean, maybe with AI, they'll get closer, you know, like, like I know, Michael, you had the Taco Bell. Yeah. The numbers are reflective of that, you know, or something. <laughs> There's a YouTube channel that I, I watch every once. Well, I watch it quite a bit, actually, but he hasn't posted for quite a while. Is a, He's a younger kid. He runs now at St. Olaf, but he's been doing it since high school. His name is Parker Max. Yeah. And he had one YouTube post where he had an AI program train him for like a week okay during it was during the summer i think during his off season and yeah. it was it was pretty interesting it, hmm. it was just like yeah no it's <laughs> yeah. he was a pretty fast kid and he yeah. knew that, that wasn't gonna work funny so to, the challenge for me or the challenge for our listeners would be to run first of all <laughs> uh, continue to run but then log down the feel and the effort and these kind of intangible um reflections from the run and then check the actual data. Yeah, totally. And over time, we can draw connections that are going to be super useful for us. Absolutely. Moving forward. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. yep totally. Cool. Prioritize right. feel. Don't ignore numbers, but don't prioritize numbers all the time. Yeah. I think that's a great challenge for me, but also hopefully some of our listeners out there. You know, in in the off season, a little something to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, we have uh, thoughts on the run. So Tony, what what you been pondering out there? Um, oh, yeah, you know, actually, it was just today because um, I I did a, a long run for me. It was 11, 11 12 miles. It's eighteen k, and um, I ran down to the end of Brighton Beach because I hadn't been down there to uh, mm. see the work that's been done down there. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. I'm really happy with what's going on. It's nice. I kind of wish they wouldn't allow any cars in their event. They just yeah. keep it full pedestrian or bikes. Yeah. But it makes sense to have at least a little sure. half a road and parking lot or whatever down in there for tourism and, and things like that. And, yeah. You know, but, um, ADA accessible, that sort of thing. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's, it, it, so I was, I'm being real selfish with that, <laughs> with that uh, desire of mine, yeah. but that's totally fine. Um, yeah. but either way, it's just big time improvements it's just nice to see awesome i always like to see like positive developments you know so anyway that was my thought on the run is bright cool. beach is looking nice i gotta check that out i haven't been down there for quite some time yeah. so cool uh all right next we have a new segment on our podcast this is very exciting oh yeah it is uh it's entitled i don't think we're ever going to do this again but actually this might be a good way where we can entice our future um interview guests to like make food for us because we like food so this one is called uh guess that ingredient (laughs) (laughs) so so just to to back up a little bit we we did our interview portion first yeah with with our guest and our guest was kind enough to bring us a couple of uh cookies yeah. yeah. Shout out to Christina. So we uh, we decided that it, well she she told us like it has a mystery ingredient and so let me know and I'll tell you. Yeah. He's like well we'll do it live on the podcast. <laughs> so here we are. Ready, Tony? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cheers. All right. Also, it's my belief when it comes to mystery ingredients that you can use all your senses. Oh, so yeah. I mean I'm looking here and like my guess for sure is chocolate chips. <laughs> That's your secret. That's, yeah, that's, that's the secret. The, like the mystery it's pretty. Ingredient. Like I can see them in here. Oh, yeah. So they're chocolate chip cookies. I'll be honest. I do not have a extremely, I guess, discernible palate. Like I, my wife is really good at this kind of stuff. I'm not. 
That's more of the, the reason to use all your senses. Yeah, I'm still not getting anything. <laughs> so wait, wait, are, are you saying that the chocolate chips are so obvious that there's no way that that's the mystery ingredient? And I'm being... I'm guessing that chocolate chips are not the mystery ingredient. <laughs> hmm. Well, regardless, this cookie's amazingly delicious. Yeah, they're, they're incredibly good. And I love chocolate chip cookies, and I'm a bit of a mm. connoisseur on those. Mm. And I make some pretty good chocolate chip cookies, I do say so myself. Hmm. But these are outstanding. Well, They're like the nice, perfect combination of crispy on the outside, but chewy and soft on the inside. Yeah. I'm saying, I see some evidence this here. This is like the great but British saying. baking show all of a sudden. <laughs> maybe maybe if we get enough feedback from our listeners, we'll do a spin-off podcast that's more I truly cannot guess the um mystery ingredient. I was gonna I was going to guess something like cardamom, guess. cardamom. Cardamom. But hmm. I would have tasted the cardamom, I think. Hmm. I I'm still going with the obvious choice because I'm not gonna make that mistake again by <laughs> overthinking things. I store my life. Uh, so yeah, chocolate chip. That's my best chocolate guess. chips. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk to Christina and see. We'll get some feedback here. <laughs> but thank you for the cookies, Christina. Yeah, These big shout out. Incredible. Big yeah. shout out. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. Once we finish chewing here, uh, that that's one shout out that we have, Christina, for making us cookies and for being a podcast guest. More to come on that. But uh, I also have a shout out to you, Tony. Tony Stensland Coaching was featured. I guess uh, largely featured in uh, the Duluth News Tribune. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that. Uh, yeah, I read it. It's amazing. I mean, it's a large feature. It's like all about your training uh, training group yeah. leading up up to uh, the, Grandma's Marathon. I actually hunt that, that, uh, that issue down. I should have pulled it up so I could actually say right. But you are, the, the article is highlighting your training group, Tony Stensland Coaching, is the official Grandma's Marathon training group. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So grandma, Grandma's and I are working together. And, I, you know, I want to back up a little bit because if anybody's been a frequent listener to the podcast, mm -hmm. you know, I try not to do a ton of plugging. I try to have a little bit yeah. of a separation. I, yeah. I talk about some of my stuff because I just do. Yeah. I try not to have it be a big segment here and, and just use this as a free advertising <laughs> platform, even though it's, I could, I suppose. It just, you know, nobody wants to hear that all the time. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and plug a little bit right now. Yeah, you should. Um, yeah, Grandma's and I collaborate, are collaborating with this. Super excited um, to do this, this training group with them. It's so many things that... Um, so many cool things that are going to be able to happen off of off of this with uh, the, the the training group and all the great things that grandmas can bring to the to the whole deal with guest speakers and some you hmm. know interior spaces to utilize yeah um, some of the swag stuff that you know that could come out of it. it and and we have some maybe even some big goals down the road we'll see we'll see how this all goes first year is always a little bit of a mm -hmm. is a, an experiment i guess but of course as most of you know i've been doing training groups for grandmas for a long time now i think this is gonna be my 15th season wow doing it i believe i'm pretty sure so yeah you know over i i guesstimated about a thousand different runners of, that i've trained for wow. either the half or the full that's a guess I, I could be could be wrong yeah but um a lot of repeat, repeat runners, though, right? Tons of repeat runners. But with this, um, with Grandma's inclusion, obviously we can um, 
really get the numbers big this year, which is super exciting because yeah. I, to me, the group is awesome when it gets really big because everybody yeah. finds people to run with that right. way. Right. Um, sometimes when it's a little on the smaller side, maybe a really fast person doesn't have somebody to run with or, sure, sure. you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. But it's, um, you're going to always be able to find somebody to run with, with a bigger group. Yeah. And anyway, just super excited about it. Um, I think, you know, the value is still there. We raised our prices a little bit, or at least I raised the prices a little bit, but I think the value is still there, especially compared to other running groups around, not sure. just, not necessarily Duluth, but, um, um, around the state where yeah. you know, some of those groups are $300, $400 wow. at least. I yeah. should ask Christina when she was here because she was in Chicago <laughs> groups because I think those yeah. are even more, I want to say, even 500 at times. Sheesh. But, um, you know, at 189 is what our price is going to be. So it's mm-hmm. still a killer value. You get 60, I think 65 individual group runs plus the other runs of throughout the course of a week that you would do on your own, like a Monday or a Wednesday or a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but 65 group runs mm-hmm. out of that, plus all the other benefits. So yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be great. It's going to be really cool. We'll start um, January 22nd, and yeah. we'll run three days a week, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday will be our long runs, mm-hmm. 5 p.m. on Tuesday and Thursdays, 8 a.m. on Saturdays, until we switch them in April to 7 a.m. so that we can get the longer distances in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, information off of the grandma's website would be one way to do it. Um, my Facebook page has has a link for sign up. Um, I think in the grandma's you go like to marathon and then something about mm. training or something along those lines. I can't quite remember how the links work out, but um, yep. you'll find it off of the grandma's marathon website. And then, like I say, the, uh, my Facebook page, and I will have to put it up on my website too. I haven't done that just yet. Yeah. But um, if anybody has any questions on the training group, you can just email me at tonystensland at gmail.com. Pretty, pretty easy. Got it. And then, so on your Facebook page, that's like how you sign up, all that information. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, the the, the registration link is there on, okay. on my Tony Stenson Coaching Facebook okay. page. Um, the registration link is right there. And that has so. information as well on the registration link? The registration instance. itself does. I put a little information on the post. I will be doing more okay. and more of that as yeah. time goes on as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's cause in the show comments for the podcast here, we can post some of that too. So I'll make yeah, sure absolutely. that we get the link. And yep. Big congratulations. That's huge time to be the official training group. Yeah, of Grandma's it's going to so. be pretty cool. And I don't know awesome. of a lot of um, a lot of races that do something quite like that, or at mm-hmm. least what we kind of have in mind too for, for the future. So um, yeah, really excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. So yeah, if you're looking for a community to join, if you're looking for training, you know, individualized training or, uh, just, yeah, a way to better connect with the community. Yeah. And again, it's like any, but any ability, it doesn't matter if you're running a marathon in six hours or like two hours, 10 minutes, like anybody can join this thing and and we'll be able to make accommodations and make it work for you. I promise you that we've had, really fast people and we've had people who are bringing up the end of the of the race and it every it it works for everybody everybody has fun doing it Mm -hmm. um everybody is everybody in the group is super helpful and encouraging i promise you would make if you haven't done this before i promise you will make friends i promise you'll make friends Mm -hmm. um and be encouraged and and you'll love it yeah awesome awesome 
Big congrats on that. Uh, I know you have a couple other shout-outs, Tony, who you want to highlight. Yeah, two other quick shout-outs. Well, one is, a, I guess, a more convoluted one, but um, all the local high school cross-country teams who mm-hmm. made it to state and individuals who made it to state. Um, I was down there last weekend and uh, really cool as part of the um, Duluth East High School team. And both our boys and our girls made it this year. Awesome. which was really cool the girls are a really really good team and the boys did an outstanding job and i think maybe kind of surprised some people mm-hmm. and got got to state so yeah, tremendous work on their part yeah and individually for us for the for the greyhounds uh, rowan bixler finished six in the state which is awesome great senior season for her i think it sounds according to coach wicker she her place was the highest an east girl has placed since um Kendall Wheeler in I want to say 1999. Hmm. So Kara's sister. Wow. So you know, roughly 25 years, the fastest East kid. Wow. In, in that time. So wow. Really cool to see all of that. And and then the and the Proctor girls were there. The Southridge teams, both teams from Southridge were there. Coach uh, Jeremy Polson, a former podcast guest, mm-hmm. um, did a really great job with those teams. And I know yeah. that there are other local individuals as well. Cool. Um, so anyway, a lot of fun. Some in the water, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's just great, <laughs> great kids, great training. Um, these, I could speak closer to the East kids because I know them a lot better. But they they work hard, they train all summer long with yeah. with some of their ski stuff, or they're just running on their own, and 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 they just do everything right. They yeah, do such a great job, and they're just such awesome kids. Really proud of them. Awesome. Yeah, and then one other quick shout out to. Yet another former podcast guest of ours, not too long ago, right here at this very table, mm-hmm. um, Roger Reiner is now going to be our mayor. Is now our mayor in January will officially be our mayor. So congratulations to uh, Roger Reiner, another fellow runner as well, and uh, yeah, super happy for him. Yeah, yeah, did a good job running for office and yeah. got to the finish line, and now <laughs> he's going to be running our city. That's right. <laughs> How many more running puns can I think of? Uh, <laughs> We might just need to go to the next segment. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Last segment, uh, what I'm into. Tony, what, are you, what have you been into oh, lately? Man. So uh, if, if you've seen it, the, the new Arrowhead movie. Have you seen it? I haven't. 40, 40 Below? No. So they're extending <sighs> in another week now. So oh, you've got an great. opportunity. Okay, great. Because that's how I caught it. I missed the first times that they had it. I was so bummed. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be able to see it. I have to wait for YouTube. That could be a year. Who knows? Yeah. Um, well, then now it's playing at the West Theater out in West Duluth. Mm-hmm. And um, by the way, I had never been out there. That's a cool little theater. It's yeah, I had neat. never have either. So, yeah, yeah, that was a really, really cool venue. But um, an awesome movie. Yeah. Hopefully okay. a lot of our listeners have already seen it. But if you haven't, I definitely encourage you, even if you aren't really into the ultra thing, or you, it's, it's just a really entertaining movie. And they really capture arrowhead extremely well they you get a sense of hmm. the difficulty of it um the desolate like the the loneliness that you're out there yeah solo you really get a sense of that and the difficulty of you know you get into these checkpoints and now you know, <laughs> want to go back out there again it's so nice and warm yeah. in this cabin or you know this food is so great here and, mm-hmm. and um yeah just an awesome in the year yeah. that they recorded um, extremely cold extremely cold yeah. yeah really cold I mean hence the name of the video of the the whole movie right yeah 40 below 40 below yeah when I did it it was not it was never that cold in the years that I did it so mm-hmm. um, 
yeah, I'm just thinking of scenes in my head right now, and uh, <laughs> yeah, well worth seeing. You got you got to see it, and you'll you'll yeah. probably know some people in the in the um, movie as well. So it sounds like Tony, you liked the movie, and it had an emotional impact on you. Coming from a oh. okay, coming from <laughs> you pointed at me. Yeah. I'm curious what you're about to say now, but um, <laughs> let me finish my thought. Yeah. Um, coming from an Arrowhead finisher yourself. Yes. What? How did you feel when you were watching the movie and afterwards? Honestly, I wanted the race to, or I wanted the movie to continue. I didn't want it to end. Oh. And I was also, because they kind of do it somewhat chronological. At least they, at least race wise, they do it uh-huh. pretty close to chronological. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I hope that they're going to show enough of this aid station because there's only three aid stations. Mm-hmm. So the first mm-hmm. one they show is Gateway, the general the gas station slash general store up there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, cool, all right, they're going to show Gateway because I love Gateway and the food there is so good. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I hope that they show uh, you know, Mel George's resort and the cabin. And yeah. then they do. I don't want to oh, give yeah. too much of it away, actually. But, <laughs> but I would just kept finding my stuff because having uh-huh. been through it, I was like, oh, yeah, I have to yeah. show this. And they almost always did. Like, oh, okay. There wasn't anything really, I don't know, that I felt that was missing yeah, yeah. from the race, and including the finish and yeah, yeah. even some post-race stuff. And yeah, yeah. It was, so it brought back a lot of really good memories. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was fishing. I was fishing. I'm fishing uh, for the response of like, yes, Mike, I definitely am going back. I That's want to what do I it thought again. you were going to ask me. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought you were going to ask and me. And so... The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you, yeah. uh, did you watch it and you were thinking, yep, I knew the answer is no, but this like sealed the deal. You know what I, what I was thinking when I was watching it is like, oh, I'd like to go out there and do it for a day. <laughs> Like, just drop me off at one, and then I'll go to the next. Drop me off at one aid station, I'll go to the next oh, aid station. Yeah. And that would be fun. Yeah. But I don't want to do the 55 hours that it usually takes me oh, to walk that thing. I don't want to do that anymore. No. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Shout out to our buddy Nick, who's doing it this year. Yep. Signed up. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. All right, Tony, what else we got for our listeners for this week, huh? I don't know. Is that about it? I think that's about it. Let's get on to our interview, huh? All right, let's do it. 